Hi everyone, welcome to Torah Dimech Parsha with the OU Women's Initiative. My name is Shoshana Shechter and today we will be studying Parshat Miketz. Okay, Miketz is a very, very exciting Parsha. Um, just a little overview of Miketz. Parak Mem Aleph, you have Paro's dreams and Yosef's interpretations of the dreams. Um, Yosef becomes a second in command to Paro. He oversees the food collection during the seven good years as per his interpretation of Paro's dreams. And um, and that's Parak Mem Aleph. Uh, Parak Mem Bet, oh, and then there's a famine um, as per the interpretation of Yosef's dreams. Then comes Parak Mem Bet. Yaakov and his family um, need food. So Yaakov sends his sons down to Mitzrayim to get food. Yosef, give, Yosef gives them a hard time. Of course, he recognizes them. He's very emotional. This whole Parsha is emotional. Uh, Yosef is very emotional. This Parsha and next Parsha. And, um, and he gives them a hard time. And he imprisons Shimon until they come back with Benjamin. He asks them a lot about his family, about their family, about their father, about their brother. And he imprisons Shimon until they come back with Benjamin. Yaakov refuses to send Benjamin. And the parak ends where Benjamin, Shimon is still um, in prison in Mitzrayim. And Yaakov is refusing to send down Benjamin because he already lost Yosef. Parak Mem Gimel, the famine is worse. Yaakov's family really needs food. Uh, Yaakov realizes he has to send them down to Mitzrayim to get food, but obviously they can't go without Benjamin. He's very nervous about it. Yehuda takes responsibility for Benjamin, um, basically says, I'm going to come back with him, and if I don't, I'll know that I sinned to you. He takes that responsibility. Um, they go down to Mitzrayim. Yosef gets very emotional when he sees Benjamin. He serves them food. He gives Benjamin extra food. Parak Mem Dalid, he gives them food to take back to Canaan, and he plants his coasts his silver goblet in Binyamin's sack. Of course, as they leave, he catches up with them. You know, when they're on their way back to Canaan, he searches their bags, finds his coasts in Binyamin's sack, and the parak ends and the parsha ends that he is going to lock up Binyamin because he found the coasts in his sack. And this is the greatest cliffhanger of the Torah. Miketz is also Shabbos Hanukkah always. A uh, few ideas about Miketz. Okay, a few reasons that Miketz is um, the same as Parshat Hanukkah. First of all, Yosef's life mirrors the Hanukkah story. Yosef was one individual, yet he saved the entire world and set the foundation for the Geula of Bnei Israel from Mitzrayim. Despite all the odds against him, he accomplished an incredible success. He's resilient. He refuses to yield to his challengers. He's a beacon of light in this impure world. And he ultimately triumphs. He reunites his family. He stayed faithful to Hashem the entire time. His amuna never wavered. He believed that Hashem guides him um, and guided him throughout the whole, um, his whole life and ensured his success and his survival. And Hanukkah is the same idea. Hanukkah is in the middle of winter. It's a reminder that even in the darkest time, the spirit of Hashem guides us and guides the entire world. And it's fascinating because the Mitzrim and the Greeks believed in themselves and they both built successful civilizations and they both believed, both civilizations believed in their own success and had the arrogance to think that they're going to last forever. Now, it's interesting. If you look at the Parsha and the story of Yosef, Yosef knew the entire time that Hashem was guiding him. And even when he interpreted Paro's dreams when the other Mitzrim couldn't, Paro's dreams themselves symbolized man's limitations. If you think about it, look at the dreams. The seven fat cows were swallowed by the lean cows, the skinny cows, and the seven stalks were taken over, were swallowed by the lean ones. 
why did this dream make Pyro nervous? Because Pyro was nervous because he believed that he was omnipotent and he believed that he, you know, he was successful because of his own successes. And he believed that he can ensure continued abundance and success of his empire because he was so great. Yosef's success here is not because he had more accurate dream interpretation than everyone else in Mitzrayim, but because he had different values that guided him. He doesn't have the illusions of greatness like Paro does. He doesn't believe that that it's because of me and my powers and my kochot that I am successful today. He has the humility. He has the humility to know that, that world events and his own life are in Hashem's hands. The Mitzrim believed that Pyro and Egypt will live forever. They built their pyramids to ensure that, that they're going to live forever. They thought that they were in control of it. Yosef, however, knows that there's a higher authority and that Pyro is just a fragile human being who's not in control of world events. Yosef's interpretation of Pyro's dreams is really a lesson in humility, that you're not in control, that Hashem is in control. That is the theme of the story, and ultimately that's also the theme of Hanukkah. Think about it. If Paro can accept his status as a subject of a higher authority, then he can reduce the negative consequences of his arrogance and belief, and belief in his power. If he can then accept that the seven years of abundance without taking credit for it are really coming from God and he doesn't have control over it, and he sees them, instead of seeing them as proof of his power, then he could recognize that it's a gift from Hashem, and then he could store up the food and reduce the damage that comes out ahead. That's the whole point of Pyro's dream. Pyro recognizes this. He recognizes that it's not in his hands. And that's why, that's why he's able to be successful here. And that's why when he, when he appoints Yosef to be second in his command, what does he say? If you look at Mem Aleph, Lamed Chet, he says, Vayomer Pyro el avadav, ish asher he says to the, all the Mitzram around him, can we find such a man as this, a man with the spirit of Hashem, of God? He realizes this. He realizes that he's not in control. And that's why he's able to be successful through it all. What we learn from this story is that the antidote to difficulty is belief in Hashem. Yosef, look at Yosef's own life. Yosef's life was, a, was an example of this. Yosef taught Paro that the source of good is from God and not from man. And then Paro was able to be successful. And then God can comfort and guide you. That was Yosef's whole life. That's what Yosef learned from his life. I mean, we'll see in next week in, in Parshat Vayigash, that's what Yosef says at the end of the story. Like you think when the brothers come and they're so scared of what his reaction is going to be. And his response to them is, and we'll do this next week. You know, it wasn't, it, it had nothing to do with you. I mean, yes, it had a little bit to do with you, but ultimately it's Hashem's plan. It wasn't about you and it wasn't about me. That's the story of Yosef's life. And that's how he was able to draw on his amuna and his faith in Hashem and his recognition and acknowledgement that Hashem is in control. That's what got him through everything. And those are his values that he had to give over to Paro. That's what Paro's dream was all about. That's what his interpretation of Paro's dream was about. And it was only because Paro recognize this and recognize that he's a man of God and recognize the different values that Yosef had and that he had. That's when he was able to be successful. And that's why this is the week of Hanukkah. The Greeks also, like the Egyptians, look at these empires that they built. They're the epitome of arrogance, the Greek body. The Greeks took pride in everything that they created. They were the epitome of 
you know, the, the Pasuk that Moshe warns B'nai Israel and Tavarim, don't think that this is all about you. Don't think that your successes are all because of you. He warns B'nai Israel when they're heading, you know, 40 years after they got the Torah, the second generation after Mitzrayim, the first generation, they lacked self-confidence. They didn't have that arrogance that the second generation had. The second generation, they were untouchable. They were going into Eretz Canaan. They had no enemies. They didn't experience the slavery. And Moshe's warning them, don't think that your successes are because of you. Don't forget what happened in Mitzrayim. Don't forget that you were slaves, that you're only here because, because Hashem took you out, because of Hashem's power, because Hashem wanted this to happen. That's the message that Paro needed to learn. And he recognized this about Yosef. That's the message of Yosef, and that's the message of Hanukkah. And that's why we were able to triumph in Hanukkah, because we realized because we know that it was because of Hashem. And the Greeks were overcome because that was, it was a difference of values. That's what Hanukkah is. That's why we celebrate Hanukkah. And it's a, it's a celebration of the strength of our Jewish identity, which what, is, what essentially is our Jewish identity? It's a different of values, that we have different values than everyone else in the world. And that's what we're celebrating Hanukkah time. That's the message that the story of Yosef teaches us. And that's the message of the story of Hanukkah teaches us. Shabbat Shalom, have a good week, and we'll continue with the story of Yosef next week. Thank you for learning together with the OU Women's Initiative. Looking forward to continuing with Safer Brishit.